Okay, welcome to, along to the Make It Count podcast. We have another movie review episode. So uh, we're going to tie that together with Make It Count. So there will be spoilers for the film Free Guy in this episode. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, maybe find a way of watching it and then give it a look, a listen. Um, otherwise, you can just listen to it and maybe that will make you want to go watch it. Or warn you off of watching it yeah we're not going to do an in-depth plot review but i think it helps to set the scene doesn't it a little bit so it's a video game film really (laughs) there's been a few of them before non-player character free guy he's the main man uh blue shirt guy as he becomes known and through a number of incidents he becomes somewhat sentient his ai sort of opens up this new loop he levels up through a number of different things. He behaves differently. He affects other non-player characters. And there's this whole real world, world dynamic of copyright and things. It's a bit of a strange part of the film, but also interesting because you've got the real humans there. And it all culminates with this idea of does this guy become sentient? It's quite a funny film, quite a fun film. Um, it doesn't poke too much at like the what if AI becomes sentient. It's like there, but you know, not the main part of it. Yeah. And there's lots of interesting themes in it. It's done really well in the box office. I think it did 300 million uh, in the box office, which is pretty reasonable for basically what is a non um, non franchise non franchise. Yeah. Although they did use a lot of sort of quote unquote Easter eggs and you know all sorts in there. Yeah. So Matt. That's me rambling about a brief review. We have watched it. We have seen it. If you want a real review, go look up people that do it on YouTube or read one. That do serious film reviews and rate them and everything. But Matt, why are we talking about this on the Make It Count podcast? Absolutely. We watched this recently, and unlike one of our recent film reviews, <laughs> uh, but we thought there's quite a few prescient topics and themes through the the film. Things like free will and consciousness which are always fascinating and intriguing to us obviously some things about ai and those things maybe we're not going to talk so much about those but more about some of the lessons that we can learn there's one the main character guy he is this lovable kind and friendly character in and amidst a world that is a bit like gta if anyone's aware of that where kind of you've got just players coming in and blowing things up all the time and beating people up and he is this character that when he becomes self-aware and starts realizing i can have agency in this world he starts doing good acts which are really interesting and that earns him points in the game which was a a nice twist and so there's there's lots of things and the whole every aspect of the film is covered in humor which we haven't necessarily done a specific topic on in, in one of our episodes but i do think the power of humor is quite infectious and it can be really positive mm. so that's really why we're watching it we watched it recent uh, talking about it we watched it recently and there's some themes that definitely relate to making it count and helping us to think about life in, in the way we we're living and the world we're living in mm. intentionally mm, definitely and yeah they do use humor very well ryan reynolds is Ryan Reynolds, mm. so you know he he was a he is himself in many ways. Uh, 
great presence on the screen and good timing with a lot of his jokes. Not all of the jokes land, obviously. Um, yes. But yeah, well, also just the way it was done, like you said, there's explosions and stuff, and they used the near ground, foreground stuff quite well. So yeah, like, you've got stuff going on in the background that if you've played games online, you'll appreciate that. <laughs> if you've never played games online, you probably won't even notice it. Yeah. So it was quite a fun film, quite a funny film. But yeah. Matt, what were maybe you've hinted at a few themes here? What's mm. one that really stood out to you? Well, the the main. The, the main theme, I believe, is, is kind of alluded to in the title, Free Guy, and as one of the reviews that I, I was reading and looking at was saying it's quite clever because there's multiple different ways that you can look at that. You know, he lives, the city that he lives in is called Free City. So, you know, he could be a guy who's like from Free City. So, like, you know, I'm an English guy or like I'm a London guy. He's a free guy. Mm. Or is it you need to free him from the trap being trapped in a script or it's like he's become free and he's a guy you know so but that idea of free will and he was uh he starts as this character who's done stays in his track and he just does what he does he goes to a job and the bank gets robbed every day and he does that and then he starts in rinse and repeat but then he becomes i don't have to do the same thing again and again i can do different things change the course of my life or my day and at the end of the day obviously it's a film it's a story he changes the the story about how the his world goes what happens in that world does he save the world or maybe change it radically so i think that's the key theme that runs throughout the whole thing freedom basically freedom of the will Mm. and of course that's a huge topic in many philosophical discussions through history but i think we also are very much in a societal moment where we is it a moment or is it just the the age we're in we are very big on free self-determination and i want to be able to choose my own way and that can be used for good or maybe less good or selfless or selfish maybe But self-determination and freedom of the will is a huge thing in many of our lives. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's this moment in the film where something happens, an inciting incident, a trigger point, where suddenly he becomes a little bit more sentient. Mm. This moment is unlocked and he realises, oh, I can choose what to do. And that just impacts and rolls on. Which is interesting because at the end of the film, the very, very end... He's with his mate, Buddy. Yeah, um, Guy and Buddy. Guy and Buddy, yeah. <laughs> they spent a long time naming these characters. Um, but yeah, he's with his mate and it's like, oh, we don't have to do anything. We're free now. We can do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Which is also an interesting view of freedom. That is what some people think. Freedom is to do whatever you want to do. Mm. Others might say maybe that's a slightly different thing. So, Matt, what do you think freedom is? Uh, it's- <laughs> Great, you're asking that question at me. I was just going, I in my notes need to write down. What is freedom? What is the nature of freedom? Jeepers, I did not realise we were going to go there with this uh, episode. Oh, right. Uh, movie review. <laughs> back. No, that's fine. I, I I agree with you. There, That does seem to be, and they, they it's said throughout the film a few times, you know, something along the lines of, 
oh, I'm free now. I can do whatever I want to. And he's trying to talk to other non-player characters. And you don't have to do what you've always done. You can do whatever you want now. And that seems to be probably the the standard definition in most people's minds when it comes to yeah, you know, what is freedom? Well, the, to be able to do what I want to do or what, without any restrictions. And that's really interesting because... On the one, on the face of it, that seems totally reasonable. Yeah, freedom. I can just do whatever I want to do. The problem is that actually, if everybody does that, and we're not thinking of how it might impact and affect other people, then we end up potentially hurting other people, either unintentionally or maybe even intentionally. It's that idea of, you know, I can't remember who said it, but my freedom to swing my fist ends where your face begins kind of thing. It's like, I'm free to do what I want with my body until it impinges on you. The fallacy is, am I really able to do anything that doesn't impact you if you're in my sphere of influence? Mm. So ultimately, maybe saying that most people's understanding of freedom is potentially quite selfish. It's basically, certainly, it's, I can do what I want to do. Certainly self-focused, not necessarily right. selfish, mm. but self, the locus is me, mm. what I can do and how I can gain um, that self-actualization mm. or the, the, the dis- yeah, and we've spoken about the experiences that we seek for. Mm. And that's the, probably just the standard without much thinking, that's what I think freedom is. Potentially... <laughs> Yeah, I was watching it. I was going, it's interesting because I'm not sure I subscribe to that. But if you were to then press me, so what is freedom? I'm not sure I have a very succinct definition. Clearly, it shows that I've not really spent the time considering this. Mm. That simple question. I'm going to wheel to maybe a slightly different part of the film. So we talked about this moment, this inciting incident where his like, quote unquote, AI is developing or unlocked or something I don't know, yeah. not explained, it's not a technical film in that regard um, but he then influences and impacts other characters mm. so initially he goes into the coffee shop and he gets the same coffee and the barista's happy and he's like, oh, I want this other coffee and everyone's like looking at him funny and then later in the film you discover that this coffee um, Barista has actually developed, figured out how to make cappuccino just through trial and error. And, you know, this other person has written this book on some, you know, this other non player character has written this book on something. And that actually, this moment for him where he sort of starts to uncover freedom, as we've been talking about, he then, his freedom sort of impacts other people mm. and advises them to have things. So I thought, well, that's, that's quite an interesting thing for us. We're, we're on the Make It Count podcast. And one of the things we talk about all the time is connection and community and that actually what happens in Matt's life impacts my life which impacts other people's lives and you know the, the that moment of like, oh I figured this out oh and Matt's gonna ask a question or tell me about that and, mm. and yeah and so there's a it's sort of like this ripple effect so that through the film you eventually it gets to this point where it's like all the non-player characters go on strike yeah <laughs> you know and it's like what what's happening here you know but actually this one moment impacted all of the non-player characters in the film, impacted mm. this wider impact. And it, I think that's quite an interesting idea to go, oh, like maybe it's what we're talking about here, a little bit of freedom. What we do does impact other people. Sure. 
and that can be a positive, but also can be a negative. Absolutely. And so I do think when it comes to what is freedom and it, you have to ask that question of maybe go, I suppose this is where we're veering to the the practical implications or the lived out implications of utilising freedom of the will rather than just going, I can do whatever I want to, then got to ask the question, well, what ought I do? Because it impacts other people. What is the impact on others? And to widen, again, just to widen that view out. So, mate, you said there were some other themes you saw? Absolutely. One of the other, it is, at the end of the day, a, um, an AI-based, fun, slightly sci-fi-based, but it is also a bit of a rom-com. There's a romance theme throughout the whole thing and a lot of comedies we spoke earlier. And again, that's fine. That's, but it is also a major interest in our current society, in our current cultural moment. We are addicted to romantic love. It is almost the only intimacy that we... Or it's the highest kind of form of intimacy that you see on the screen at least it seems to be from the the major ones and so that's something that was interesting watching from my perspective um, you might have a, a different perspective because of um, where you're at at the moment but it it's again it, it was like oh yes i'm seeing a couple of high cultural ideals being put forward at the moment in this film the the self-determination uh, i i i'm empowered to do what I want to do and, and we cheer that on great and there's a lot of good there but maybe we need to think about how exactly that works out but the other one was yeah the romantic picture the the two coming together and finally this culminating moment and that's where the film kind of ends with the culminating of the joining in a romantic way and it's like oh because that's where every story that's a romantic story finishes. It finishes that they've come together. They've That's the climax. Mm. And we spoke a bit about that in the marriage versus a wedding episode. Why is the climax the joining? Why is not that the beginning of the story? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, generally the, the genre will probably be called sort of like action comedy, but there, there is a love story yeah, in there. Sure. And that's kind of one of the key arcs of the story and it sort of gets you at the end and um yeah that was interesting and you see that through the film in different parts and and as you said so many of our stories that is the story we love that initial romantic love mm. um that's just the thing and um i was listening to another podcast i think it was a timmy keller one on marriage and he, he quoted someone, didn't he? He said, all marriage stories are infinitely more interesting than love stories without marriage. Oh, like it was, oh, yes, who was it? I don't know who it was. It was some writer, and they were saying, even the most mundane uh, marriage of 40 years or something is infinitely more interesting than the most passionate of love sort of romances as yeah. it were like in in terms of that love period mm. which is interesting because most of society seems to have had that flip most of the stories we tell have had that flip and say oh you know that initial love is the most interesting and that's why all our stories are told about that uh, anyway so 
yeah, maybe that's slight something. sidebar. And so this is yeah, this is a slight sidebar, but it's also interesting because a couple of the themes expressed in this, we're like, oh, they're kind of good, but also not quite maybe what we would agree with. And potentially, if you you take well, yeah, it's, you take a good thing to an extreme and you elevate that above all others, mm. it can really easily become out of balance. And it, from a sports perspective, imbalances are not good. <laughs> and just generally, you know, from a diet perspective, imbalances are not good. Mm. From a life perspective, so if I'm overemphasizing romantic love and intimacy above all things, or if I'm overemphasizing my self determination, my ability to do whatever I want, that's how I define freedom, potentially in dangerous ground. Mm. Mm. Yes. So. I mean, I was before we watched this, uh, listened to this, recorded this. I was watching a Brandon Sanderson review mm. on this film, and it was interesting because he basically said one of his main criticisms, shall we say, of the story yes. is that the main guy guy didn't have an internal character arc. Mm. He had an external character arc, but he didn't have an internal one, and so he never answers the reason why. Just at the end of the film, he gets everything he wants. Why? He like, didn't have to change. He, he didn't have to change. He was who he was for the most part. Yeah. And interesting. And I just thought that was, that was interesting, just from a story point of view, that actually that that's true of our own lives. If we don't figure out our internal why, we can't make it count. Like we can do all the right external things, whatever you might perceive those to be. But if mm. you haven't figured out why you're doing what you're doing, it doesn't quite resonate. And so he said. Ah, this film, I give it a 7 out of 10, but it should be a 9 out of 10. If they'd figured out what his internal why was, why he changed, what his superpower was that he unlocked to get to where he needed to be. Right. And and they said, I didn't quite do that. And the real world parts of it did it much better. Yes. But the in the game part didn't do it very well. And you thought, ah, it's really interesting, isn't it? And and that's the thing that, on on the whole, I totally agree with that. And it takes, he's a master storyteller. I didn't see that until I heard him say that, but it does make sense. But they do quite well manage to tell both Mm. the in-game story and the real world story Mm. and merge them fairly coherently throughout the film. And it does work. Mm. Um, But as you said, yes, now reflecting on that, there is that, if a little bit hollow because it's kind of like what was the ultimately what was the cost what was the change that had to be forgiven or not mm. forgiven uh, sacrificed so oh yeah the, I mean, this is a word that I suppose I would counterplay to freedom mm. for freedom what's the cost or what's the sacrifice mm. to give because um, I can if I if I define freedom as I can do whatever I want to do that's fine as long as I don't int- encounter anyone else whose free desire crosses mine. Well, at that point, my free choice is do I either ignore them and run them over or do I freely choose to allow their will to go above my will? Potentially, that's a thought to throw out there. The, uh, the other theme that runs through this, just to throw this out there as we're closing the episode soon, but it's all about this computer character guy becoming self-aware and becoming a person and realizing there's a a wider world out there and you've got lots of players who are entering into this digital world all the time and uh, it's a little bit like the Truman Show who everyone's tuning in over around the world and you see this through the film at certain points and they care about what's going on in this digital world 
Well, that is definitely more so what's happening in our society, in our cultural moment. We are living our lives increasingly in the digital realm, whether that's just a case of for the, what you do for work, but it's also, yeah, gaming is huge in terms of an industry and we live lots of our lives there. Obviously, you've got the metaverse thing that's being launched or being launched and there are I, I think it would be useful for us in the future to have a conversation around this, maybe a bit more in-depth one. I think I would love to hear questions from the audience. What are some of the questions you guys have about living in the digital world or living in a digital age and how we can make that count? Yeah, because like you said, this is a, a film based on a video game concept mm. where everyone is in the game. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, and that's kind of the Ready Player One thing, isn't it? Where, oh, we've let the world go to waste, so let's, like, go to this, you know, euphoric future where yeah. we can do whatever we want, we can design whatever we want, and the game is better than real life. Yeah. Um, because the cost of doing stuff in the real world is too high. Sure. And and so that maybe is a slightly other thing, but there are some interesting things there. I mean, to wrap it up, maybe this film, it does, it is similar in a lot of ways to The Truman Show, you know, that where you sort of question the world you're in and everyone's watching and then, you know, you sort of have to <laughs> cross the water to get out, shall we say. So there are lots of shadows there, 25 years apart. The Matrix is similar and the Westworld TV series. We also mentioned about, Ready Player One already. Um, talked about that idea of like non-player characters becoming sentient. And, and so these are themes of our time, of our age, you know robots and ai are not so far away and wrestling with some of that thinking and, and seeing how popular tv shows and films films are do, talking about that is interesting because that can start to shape how we do it if we're not intentional with how we think about these things but overall matt out of 10 what would you give the film generally for yeah i would i'd stay with brandon sanderson seven's good it's enjoyable didn't make you think too hard but it has and some themes <laughs> it has some themes that you can talk about yeah yeah i would say seven seven and a half i enjoyed it it was fun uh it was enjoyable like you said there was kindness in there as well which was a bit different we didn't talk about that so much in this mm. but that was quite a strong theme yeah a-list characters it was funny that it was non-franchise but they used a lot of like yes star wars and the but, marvel stuff you know so as we said We'd love to hear your thoughts on this film if you've watched it. If you watched it and hated it, be also interested to know why. Would you spotted some what holes? comments do you have? What questions do you have? And what thoughts do you have about making it count and some of the themes we've spoken about? Yeah. So, see you next week for another episode of the Make It Count podcast. Yeah.